T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening you can find this podcast everywhere you can find podcasts except spotify apple Podcasts, google play stitcher omni odyssey 1080 the and then uh, social media instagram.com slash beers on us is where we are you can dm us there and we'll uh see it and talk about it on the podcast or hit you back or whatever it is that works at the time. Patrick's been way more active in posting pictures on our page again, which has been trying to lately. Yep. Helpful considering I'm not drinking a lot of beer at this point outside of uh, this podcast and my weekends. So I appreciate that. And uh, we did get a very funny message on my Twitter that I shared with you. It was a very upset former Minnesotan, I imagine. And he said, Patrick went to the two breweries I'd least recommend in MSP and none of the good ones. <laughs> Face palm emoji. Indeed, dangerous man, fair state, to name a few. So he was none too pleased with your brewery choices in Minneapolis, St. <laughs> Paul, when you were there for that trip. But uh, Well, that's what's tough when you travel, man. You just don't know. Like, you can, you know... If if you if you're if you're from Virginia and you travel to Oregon and you look up the best breweries to go to, there are probably a few on that list that yeah have been around for a long time and and make a ton of beer, but it might not be what like the people deep in the roots right. would say, you know. And I don't I don't want to slam any breweries, so I'm not going to name names, but you might yeah you might everyone says go to this place, but realistically the secret's like no man go check out Upright. Yeah, so. Uh, that his name was Ryan, by the way, the, the tweeter at me, that reminds me, my dad sent me an article in the telegraph, which is a British newspaper. Mm. Uh, and it was a sponsored article because British airways is now flying direct to Portland from London Heathrow. And the article was about like trying to promote going to Portland and it was the craft beer capital of the world. And it was written for British people. Oh, interesting. And it was interesting to read. It was pretty well done, actually. It was a, it was a good read about why it's so popular here and all that kind of stuff. And and the, the, the fact that each brewery pushes each other to be better and all that. And then at the very end, they had two locals recommending breweries to go to. And it was exactly what you talked about. Mm-hmm. One of them, 100% on brand. On, on, like, I was like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay, sure. I could see. The other one was like, ugh. 
Yeah. Don't, don't send people there. <laughs> right, right. But it, yeah, it's just like you don't know unless you're there. Yeah. And I felt so bad. I mean, like, thanks for calling me out on Twitter. Like, you totally should. I 100% deserve that. Because considering that, how long you were there, you didn't actually go to a lot of breweries. No, no. It's 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 actually the most disappointing thing about that. I mean, I, I, I learned more about Minneapolis St. Paul culture. Yeah. Which, as just a, a human being, I was really into that. Like just seeing how people do things day to day life and how things are differently out there as opposed to here. But yeah, I I totally missed the boat on craft beer. And that's my fault. And I will do better. Well, it's also not like you had much of a choice. You were there for work and doing other things. Yeah, so. and I was kind of at the mercy of everybody else we were with. So whatever they wanted to do, I kind of, yeah, I had very few options of doing whatever I wanted to right, do. Right, right. Um, so that was just funny that you bring that up because I read that article and I laughed at the end. I was like, don't don't send people <laughs> there, please. Don't do that. Um, so on the podcast today, our topic of discussion is do metals sell beer? And we're looking at you, the common folk. Yes. The, the the average beer drinker that walks into a brewery. Do you care about awards at all? So we'll have that conversation here in a moment. Uh, weekend beer-wise, for me, it was pretty uh, uneventful. Our two beers today are two that I purchased for myself, and I'm excited to share with you on the podcast. Uh, the one I would like to talk about is I splurged, and I got this year's Tough Love from Crux. I don't uh, think that's a splurge, Mike. It's your favorite beer. Well, you but know it, it's coming down the line every time. Well, I know, but it sits there at Market of Choice, and the 14 to $20, depending on the size, stares right. at me, and I go, yeah. not this week. Not this week. Uh, but this is my first time having this year's iteration of it, and not my favorite iteration okay. of it. It was pretty different in how it tasted. Like Usually, I get this really like strong uh sweet molasses and like caramel and like almost like charcoaly from the barrel that uh that's like re- it just hits me so well okay this year it was really really filled with wood characteristics from the barrel okay boozy not like not, an over the top complex alcohol flavor not over the top complex okay. it was very uh, wood barrel characteristic and a lot of cherry flavor this year. Oh, okay. Like a really big hit of like cherry and wood, mm. um, which gave it kind of a smoky quality naturally because when you taste that, you picture right. like a fire. And I liked it, of course. It's one of my favorite beers of all time. And it's still, the base of it is still absolutely delicious. I just have preferred the last few years where it gives me more of that rich, chocolatey, molassesy vibe than it did the cherry and smoked vibe. But I thought it was still well done. I thought it was still a delicious barrel-aged stout, and I was very, very happy to have that. And, uh, oh, I do have one more note, and I promised them I would talk about this. Almost forgot. Don't forget, Mike. Um, At Market of Choice, when I went, they uh, had a specific brewery that was doing tasters. And they had brought their beer to Oh, like a little sample run. Yeah, A little sample run. Boutique. I I don't want to say boutique, but like... The higher-end grocery stores, New Seasons, Market of Choice, Whole Foods. Yep. This stuff happens all the time. Uh, the name of the brewery, you may have heard of it, was <clears throat> Ratchet Brewing. Ratchet. Sounds familiar. Uh, Ratchet, it, it used to be homebrew, and now it's uh, now they've got a barrel system, and I believe they moved to uh, 
oh, I'm going to forget where they moved to. Apologies. I know you're probably listening because I told them I would talk about it. I think they moved to like Oregon City or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's a suburb. I might they, have read an article about this the other day. They had four beers there. Okay. I tried the lager <clears throat> and I tried the IPA. And we've talked about it on this podcast that sometimes when you're a new brewery mm-hmm. or a newer brewery. New systems. Your first runs can be. Can be tough. Really difficult to mm-hmm. pull off. And you'll catch some off flavors or learning. Yeah, you're learning. You don't quite know the nuances. Could be a water profile. Like, who knows? A lot of factors go into that. Um, Did not get that with these beers. Cool. In terms of the lager, both my girlfriend and I tried it, and we bought it off the shelf. It was so refreshing. It was a perfect, warm-weather, crisp summer beer. Nice. And the IPA... Was a little old school bitter West Coast IPA, okay. but it had good hop characteristics. There was no off flavors. I didn't taste any diastinol or oxidization or anything like that. Uh, I didn't have the other two that were on there. They had a pale ale and they had a hazy, but I just had a couple samples and you know we were in and out of the store. Really impressed by Ratchet Brewing as a newer brewery. Well, canning on the list. Really, really good job. You found them at Market of Choice? Yes. I'll go chase that. Uh, I don't know if it was just at the Beaverton location or not. Sure. Um, because it, the guy who worked at Market of Choice knew the owner of the brewery and he oh. worked at that location. So it could have been just that it location. It could have been just that location. I'll, but check the, I'll check the Belmont location and if I don't see it, I'll have you pick some up for me. Um, it was, let me see. I would, I would love to find a new brewery that I absolutely love. That sounds fantastic. I drink the same stuff all the time. Uh, he used to be in Salem. <clears throat> oh, he's in Silverton. That's right. Used to be in Salem. Now he's in Silverton. Okay. Not Oregon City. So I was southeast. I was right in that Fair area. Fair enough. Yeah. The same realm. A l- little further down. Um, yeah. So I was very, very impressed by that. It, it's it's a great start. And for a lot of those breweries, I'm like, well, let's see. This time I was like, ooh, let's see. And uh, it was really, really good. So uh, if you see Ratchet Brewery, give it a try. Give it a shot. Uh, I certainly did enjoy the samples I got. Shout out to the Ratchet kids. Um, My Week in Beer, I'm going to start with some Instagram love to some people. RJ's been coming at us a lot more lately, which is nice to see. I hope life on the coast is treating you all right. Uh, He checked in with Then and Now, a West Coast IPA from Sun River, one of their limited release one-offs. Uh, finding this one rather enjoyable. Can two weeks ago, my friend, I was right there with you. I had one this week as well. I think RJ and I have similar buying habits. Mm-hmm. We might not have the same loves of styles. Uh, I'm sure we share some and differ on some, uh, but we have some of the same buying uh, routines. So we tend to see the same new stuff at the same time and kind of grab them at the same time. I haven't time. seen quite as much Sun River as I did during COVID. Like uh, of yeah. the new stuff, like they're they're solid black limited release cans. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen as many of those recently. Well, there's a new one out right now called okay. Then and Now, a West Coast IPA. Because a lot of them I see are hazies. Yeah. So I don't know if they're like a new hazy or not. I'm just not looking at the names. Um, and then we had a couple people weigh in on something that I still want to do as long as I can find it. And I'll admit I didn't work really hard to find it this week. Uh, but Victor chimed in. He'll take Sticky over Pliny. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And then uh, Beer Retreat, the Instagram account, uh, DM'd us and said, thought of thought of us when I found this combo in Portland, and he, he or she, they put Sticky Hands and Pliny side by side. So, ah, so it they is available had it, they, for yeah, you. Yeah, they found them both in Portland. Um, 
So it makes me think I just need to get off my booty and actually take a peek because I'm going to be honest, I didn't try it all this week. I'm getting married on Saturday. Yeah, don't blame and, me for not trying. I've just yeah. been a little busy. Uh, so hopefully I can put a little time in and, and try to find that. And hopefully I can find some similar date range because I do think that is also a factor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, that might be tough to do. You might have to like sit on the sticky for two weeks or sure. something and, and then, then try to find a, a and then find a pliny because you know it's going to be a little bit older just because it's coming from further right right so and might... sticky comes out so frequently that yeah. you should be able to find yeah um but as far as my week in beer you know i had an agostini pilsner the other day from von ebert uh you know obviously that is a huge go-to of mine um and i dropped off you know this is kind of why we're going to talk about this topic i dropped off all of grains is naba entries uh, at breakside milwaukee the other day, so I had some beers with uh, Anna and Annie from Steeplejack and Natalie, who brews up at Deacom. So it was nice to kind of chat up, uh, catch up with those ladies and just kind of shoot shoot the S and and say what's up. So it was good, good to see them. Shout out to Steeplejack opening that new location in Southwest. I know yep. that stuff ain't easy, guys. In the so. old IBU spot. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's a pizza-centric place. It looks beautiful. It looks great. It's... I mean, honestly, it's kind of over in a in like a craft beer desert for us locally. Like, oh, great. I mean, there's no craft beer desert here because mm-hmm. there's it's everywhere. But the only thing that was even remotely over there was IBU, which mm-hmm. was the the craft beer bar, and then the old Uptown Market Binary Brewing location is like probably six five minute drive up the street from there. Ooh. Um, but binary is moving to downtown Beaverton, right? So really, kind of a desert. It's really like going to be the only thing over there, which is probably why they picked it. Yeah, good for them. And uh, I don't go over there a lot. Oh. Sometimes that's a side way to get to work because it's uh, avoiding all the highways. Sure. So I don't know if it's going to be a place I frequent, but it is over in the Beaverton Portland area. So. And then yesterday, my fiance and I went to go get our marriage certificate uh, at the county, which is like Hawthorne and Grand. So you're right there in the heart of inner Southeast. And we decided to go to Wayfinder. We hadn't been to Wayfinder in a while. And I had them on my brain because I ran into Kevin multiple times at, at World Beer Cup and kind of realized, oh, I've had some cans lately, but I haven't been to the brewery lately. And I love that spot. I mean, that spot is one of the best brewery atmospheres in the entire state of Oregon, if not any brewery atmosphere I've been to on the West Coast. I love going to that place. Uh, started off with the Hell because I love Hellas and I love what Kevin does with that beer. You saw I posted that on Instagram yesterday. Uh, and then they had a bitter uh, a bitter ale on draft that they did for Belmont Station's anniversary. Oh, boy. Boy, I ordered one and I was so happy to drink it. Honestly, I have no idea if it was good or not. I was just so excited to drink it. <laughs> I, I, I just what? <laughs> I just like that style a lot. I know, and, we both do, but you don't know if it was good or not. And me and the lady were just kind of hanging out. If we you had, were we that dinner, happy to drink it, you probably liked it. Yeah, we had dinner reservations in like in like two and a half hours. So we hung out at Wayfinder for two hours and and I saw it on the menu and I was just so excited to drink the style. There was actually somebody who sat down next to us right before we were leaving. He was like, Oh bitter? Oh my god, I love that style. I can't wait. And I leaned over and I was like, I just had one, dude. You're gonna be happy. And then classic me, I was like, also, they have it in four packs in case you want to take some home. I'm like, bro, you don't work here, man. (laughs) You don't need to upsell their beer. That's the server bartender's job. But I was like, well, they got it in four pack. And he was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had a cold IPA that they did with some Southern Hemisphere hops. I think it was New Zealand specifically. Uh, Fruity as all hell in a fantastic way. 
It was really cool. So I went to Wayfinder and had three beers, and I was very, very happy with all of them. That was kind of my highlight of my week in beer. Well, the segment beer we have in front of us is uh, from, I guess, a new podcast favorite because we've liked every beer we've had on this podcast. Yeah, we keep going back to them. Uh, This is Via, one of the newer breweries in the area, and this is the... Stargrove's Premium Lager. Stargrove's Premium Lager. You said it was 4.2%? 4.9%. I saw this on the shelf. I thought the can art was pretty cool. I like the purple as the color. Um, It's kind of got like a spacey vibe as well as like hop fields or wheat fields. And uh, it says it's very simple. It says it's just noble hops and uh, Admiral Malts or something like that, right? Uh, I get a really cool kind of Italian Pilsner vibe to this. Maybe not as Pilsner-y, but... Uh, that kind of fun, noble hop expression that people are starting to do in lagers. Um, I get some really cool aspects of that. And I, This beer is really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm almost done. I'm ahead of you, which rarely happens. <laughs> Never happens. Uh, and I am working for future, you know, I know they're really busy, but I am working on, Charlie owes me a favor. Charlie and, and and Kyle over there at Via, I'm working hard to try to get them uh, on this podcast to chat with them. Cool. Yeah, the we've had three of their beers now. All mm. of them have been for a new brewery sensation. Yep. Every time I see Charlie, I go, "Hey, Charlie," and he looks at me, goes, "I know, I know, I know." <laughs> so we're working on it. So hopefully we can get Charlie in. Um, so that's the beer we're having. If you go see it on the shelf, it's a little purple can, <clears throat> premium lager on the bottom. This is one of those beers that brewers like to drink. Yep, totally. And it, it's it's nuanced and it's simple and it's super refreshing and crisp. And nice and easy to drink a lot of because mm-hmm. it's low ABV. So the topic of the day is do beers, sorry, do metals sell beer? Let me try that again. The topic of the day is, and I'm not editing this just so you know, I'm leaving it in there. The topic of the day is do metals sell beer? Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that, that always steps into my world um especially like what i do as a living and 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 just as as a fan of craft beer who keeps in touch with it and you know i i love the oregon beer awards it's such a fun moment to celebrate all of our friends and peers and and just the great state of oregon and all, all the fantastic beer made there but it always has me wondering you know what the general population thinks when they see medals because i am of the opinion as somebody who distributes, who like works for a brewery and is trying to push beer out the door, we don't see it on our end. Like we don't, it's not, it, it doesn't feel like, oh, your Imperial Red IPA won a bronze at, at Oregon Beer Awards. Nobody's knocking on the door saying, can I get some of that? Uh, you know, if Built for Speed hits gold at GABF, which it did in 2020, it's not all of a sudden like everybody needs Bill for Speed. But I also know when Breakside IPA hit at GABF in 2014, they couldn't make enough of it. So they created a side IPA to fulfill people that wanted Breakside, and that was Wanderlust. So in that instant, it did sell beer. Yeah. But in a current instant, it didn't necessarily. And that could be... That could be branding, that could be style, that could be size of your brew house. But I always find it curious, and I, I think my initial reaction, again, is is no, because I see that on a distribution level. But I also think that a lot of people walk into breweries and always see metals. So, like, they assume, 
Oh, everybody's run medals. You walk into Pelican at Pacific City, they got medals everywhere. That if you didn't know what was going on, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they got medals like everybody else. But there's like 15 GABF medals there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like 12 World Beer Cups. Yeah. And you're like, that's real stuff. Yeah. That's real stuff. So I'll, I'll just say this from my own perspective. Prior to this podcast, I was just the common person. Mm-hmm. And when I first went, I was going to bring it up to Pacific City to go to Pelican. It wasn't my first Pelican stop. I, I had gone in Cannon Beach before. And uh, so I knew about the beer. I knew about the, the brewery. But I went into Pacific City and I looked around and they had the medals up. They also had the sign that said best uh, medium or small brewery one in like 1998 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it changed my perception of the brewery. Mm. Did it sell the beer? No, I was already there. Right. But it changed how I viewed Pelican as a whole. Hmm. No longer to me was Pelican just the brewery on the coast and it was the only option. It was, oh, it's the brewery on the coast and they're respected. Hmm. And I think, at least for me as a consumer, that's what it did. I what before I started this podcast and I was trying everything right. My sure. I, we had a list of all the breweries and yeah, I had and you the wanted reviews. to hit every single one. I totally remember this. And I went in to each place completely as as open minded as I could be. But if I walked into a place and they were promoting all the medals they won, or on the menu it said this one gold or this one silver, whatever, it changed how I viewed them. Hmm. And. I didn't know what the awards were. Sure. I didn't know what the competitions were. You don't know were. what NABA is, Best of Craft, Oregon Beer Awards, GABF, right. World Beer. Yeah, there's I, all this I stuff. didn't know what was considered the best to get. Yeah, Bonnie's Pie Farm, you know, who knows? What? I just made it up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, state, is there a, The State Fair. Is there a real award? Because um, PBR still touts this GABF medal they won like 100 years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> But like, I didn't know that GABF was regarded as like sure. the top of the top. Yeah, as one, as one of the top. Um, but when I would see that, I would go one, it would promote me to maybe as my second beer, try that beer. Mm-hmm. And two, it would want me to go back because, oh, they're winning medals. Clearly they know what they're doing. That's, that's the part I want to ask you. Like if you go to Pacific city and you're like, oh, I've been to Cannon beach. I think this beer is pretty good. Um, but I want to check out, there's this other place, public coast up the street. I want to check that out too. Does that medal make you go back again? Yeah, it does. More so than how the beer tasted? I don't know if it's more so. I think it's part of the 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 solution. Because I would argue in that sense... Part metals, of the equation. In that sense, metals do sell beer. It didn't get you there first, but it got you back. That's true. Yeah. And I had a good enough experience, regardless of seeing the metals or not, that I was probably going to go back anyway, but that gives me like that final push. Yeah, like you said on the equation, I also had good service. Mm-hmm. I liked the food. Location was great. Ambiance was excellent. That piles on top that maybe those metals push it over the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think also <clears throat> I may have been a little bit more discerning mm-hmm. than the common person. Sure. I think most of the listeners of this podcast are already pretty discerning. That's why they're listening to this podcast. Sure, yeah. Um, but I think for most people, are they even looking at the medals? Like, do that, you do you walk <clears throat> into the brewery and tunnel vision the beer list or the menu in front of you and then go sit at your seat and not look? Because 
most breweries will like hang the medals above the bar, right? Sure, like they'll yeah. put little tacks up and they'll hang mm-hmm. them up there or or it's in a walkway whether like it's in the lobby when you first show up. Yeah. The Pelican spot in Pacific City, it's everywhere. They're, they're everywhere, but a lot of them are on the way to the bathroom. That's true. You know, and I'm not saying it's like the Grammy you put over your toilet seat, but if the bathroom's full and you're waiting in line, you're just standing there looking at medals. Yeah, that's true. And that's usually a common hallway yeah. to put stuff in cuz yeah, yeah. You know, it's just you, for whatever reason, when you're walking to the bathroom, you're paying more attention to the building than when you're sitting at your table. Sure, of course. Because there's more stuff going on right. when you're at your table. Um, I wonder, though, for most common people who go to the brewery, like I, I don't even know if that crosses their mind. Right, and that's kind of what I was alluding to at the very beginning. I, I, I wonder if the average consumer is a little numb to that. You know, that's what I was saying. You walk in, you see medals, and you're like, well, yeah, every brewery has medals. We're in Oregon. We're the beer mecca of the world, you right. know. Travel Portland, come to Port, come to Oregon. We're the best, you know. The the Brits, you know, in Portland, Oregon, they're the craft beer spot in America, in the world, in the world. You know, I mean, is is it just that? You know, I, I'm I'm so fascinated. It's it's one of those. There's so much about this industry that I absolutely love that I would die to just reset my brain. And go go at it completely fresh. I would love to. Yeah, you know, like if for some reason I had to move to, you know, what's what's a place that I like? I've never been to Chicago, and there's a beautiful ton, city. There's a ton of breweries in Chicago, some very well respected that I don't know, and I've never had their beer, and I have no, you know, I I have no perceived bias of their beer. I would love to just. I'm not moving to Chicago. I love it in the Northwest. And I'm never leaving here. But I would love to be able to somehow just drop in. And just, I don't know who you are. Let me taste your beer. Is your beer any good? Mm-hmm. You know, why doesn't anybody make lagers here? You know, like, well, but like that's every every. You but know? you kind of got that though. You you did that in Asheville, right? Yes, I did. You dropped in. Mm-hmm. All you knew was Sierra Nevada. Hello, whoa. And I knew burial, burial, right? Because, I, but I only knew their mixed culture stuff. I didn't know anything you, else they did. What was the name of the brewery that you found that you loved there? Highwire. Highwire. You dropped in completely blind and you found a brewery that you were so jazzed about you brought back multiple beers mm-hmm. and talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, they make hazy IPAs and I brought back their Oktoberfest. But you can still <laughs> so you still can do that. You yeah. don't need to reset your brain. Yeah. Like even in Chicago. Yeah, right. Maybe, like you, you know some of the big breweries there, but you could still drop in and just go try places. Yeah, maybe I'm just down on myself because I didn't do it in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I think I, I think also it's di- you work in the industry, so it's different. Mm. Like, may- maybe this is wrong, but do you get the vibe when you go to these places and you're doing craft beer trips where you're like, this is work, as opposed to this is fun? No. You don't get that? No. Well, that's good. No, I, we're, we're chatting around the di- we've chatted around the dinner table on Wednesday because I get home early. Basically, we eat dinner earlier. Not not super early, but like a half hour earlier than we normally, normally do. But I come home for about an hour. And I eat dinner with the fam and say hi, and then I bounce. And for a long time, we called it work. Like, oh, Patrick's got to go to work. This is his second job. Mm -hmm. So we do the baseball show, and then we record podcasts. And today, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I looked at the girls who do gymnastics on Monday night, and I said, this is like my gymnastics. On Wednesday, I go and do baseball and beer because I love those. So, no, I don't think it feels like work. Okay. 
You know, like, well, that's good though. I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's talk, good for your yeah. Talking about talking about state. this podcast, talking about radio. There are there have been countless times where I wake up in the morning and I go, "Oh my god, I do not want to do this today." And once that light turns on, it's like, "Oh man, this is a blast." I know. I I felt that way today. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, oh, "I gotta be there till 10. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And then it's nine twenty eight, and we've done two and a half hours of radio, and I'm just flying. You kind of like, hey, this is great. I'm having yeah, a good I'm time. Having fun, yeah, yeah. So I, ne- I, I don't. I, I think I try really hard because I think at the end of the day, whether I worked in beer or didn't work in beer, I would still love this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess my question for that was, then you should be able to do that anywhere you go. Yeah. Is you should be able to turn off craft beer brain outside of like a place or two you want to try. Sure. And just drop in and, and be like, try. here we go. Yeah. Hence why I drink. I guess the worst breweries in Minnesota. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this place is amazing. This place is huge. See the silos out front? See the giant? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like 400 barrel fermenters out front. This place is awesome. Then I try the beer and I was like, this place is not awesome. <laughs> well, I guess maybe it's a combination of both. Take recommendations yeah. and go in blind. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, it's definitely possible. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's a big perception thing, you know? <laughs> Does does Deschutes in the Pearl need to win medals to keep people walking in that door? No way. Not at all. Nope. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Does Pelican on the coast? No, not at all. You know who it helped? Breakside. Big time. Blew him up. Yeah. Absolutely blew him up. Absolutely blew him up. Blew up Freem, too. It did. Blew yeah. up Barley Browns. I mean, Barley Brown is in, Barley, you know, Tyler's Brewery is in Baker City. But they won IPA a couple times. In the late 90s, early 2000s, people were like, if I'm ever in Baker City, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only brewery in town, but you follow my drift. It can blow you up. I, I don't know about blow up, but I'm sure it's helped Berlick and the likes of those like small, medium-sized breweries that put their beer in there and win a couple medals. And it's like, we keep seeing this name come over and over again. Right. Maybe I'll go give that place a try. I can't even remember the brewery that I went to in Spokane that won a medal at GABF for IPA. Mm. But when I was in Spokane, bet your bottom dollar I went there. I think also... But I'm also industry, you know, I'm like way into it, so I know about that. I think one other final thought here before we go to Beer of the Week, which I'm very excited to try, um, and nervous to try at the same time, (laughs) is, you know, people make the joke that it's a big circle for brewers to do all these awards. Totally. However... The greatest salesman in the industry is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So if, just to use Berlick as an example. And it's free. Berlick wins a couple of awards. By the way, congratulations to Dark Thoughts at the World Beer Cup. Yes. I haven't had that beer in a while, too. Um, and breweries who hadn't heard, or people who work at breweries who hadn't heard of Berlick go, huh, this brewery just won some awards. Let's go check it out. Mm-hmm. I just got off work. Let's go check sure. it out. Then they tell their brewer friends, and then they tear the, tell their real-life friends, and then word of mouth is born. And their real-life friends tell their mom, who tells yeah. their friend, and then bam. Yeah. So even if you view the award shows as purely insular industry things, mm. inevitably, it will get the word out. Right. And I think that is also another natural help as, does it sell beer? Probably. Yeah, probably. It's just not a direct, like, everyone finds the gold medal and goes and buys it. Mm-hmm. It's way more indirect. Yeah. But I think it does sell. Yeah, so weigh, weigh in. You know, DM us on Instagram, at Beers on Us. 
uh, and let us know. I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast are way beyond that kind of intro, but tell us your origin stories, you know. Did you go to a brewery? Have you heard of a brewery and went to one because you heard they won medals? Let us know, and we'll read we'll read them next week. All right, let's get to the beer of the week. It's exciting. It's next. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. That was a quick one. Sorry, man. Well, it's okay. It wasn't your fault. It was the can. Sometimes we don't last as long. Yeah, no, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't judge. Don't judge. This is very exciting. We talked about this probably like four or five months ago at this point, six months ago, whenever this happened. This is the Deschutes Bitburger We Brew with Friends, which is an annual like contest they run, right? Yep. And <clears throat> breweries put beers in, and the gold medal winner, speaking of medals, mm-hmm. gets to brew a beer with Bitburger. One time, I think I went to this, they hosted it at Prost on, this might be it. I think this they is They hosted it. it at Prost, and they had a bunch of beers, and you tried these beers, and you blindly chose which one was best. Oh, and Deschutes won that and, way. And I remember there was like a Chuckanut beer, there was a Breakside beer, there was a Wayfinder beer, like all these fantastic lager breweries, and I remember... I voted for the one that won, and when we found out the winner was the shoots, we were like, "What? We we all assumed we were voting for the chucking up beer." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, it was the shoots. So it has. So a, may, this must be what it was. This is the beer. It is the it's the Deschutes collab. It's a dry hopped Zwickle, and uh, it has a little like a uh, picture on the front with both brewers. It has Scott Birdwell, master brewer for Deschutes, and then Stefan Mena, Braumeister for Bitburger. Um, I like I like that the red stripe on the side that says Deschutes looks like their brand. It, it looks like their cans. Yeah. That's fantastic. It doesn't really have any info <clears throat> about the beer. Um, it just says a dry hops wickle. Yep, it was brewed in Germany and uh, imported here. This was canned on. Uh, I don't know. Oh, 126.22. So it was canned in January. It does say Best Buy 126.24, or at least it says that, so it's an old beer. Can I look at this? I was trying to look at some stuff. Let's see if it says anything. It doesn't say anything about the beer. It says, beer, beer, bire, bira, cerveza, cerveja. <laughs> Brewed in Germany according to the German Purity Law by Bitburger. Uh, their address is on this. Their website's on this. Ingredients. Ooh, they list ingredients. Water, malted barley, hops, hop extract, yeast. Sounds like beer. (laughs) Sounds like beer. Sounds like beer. So before But of course it is a five hundred mil can. Yeah. It is not a sixteen ounce. It is one it is sixteen point nine full ounces. So it is classic Germany. It is. Doing their thing. Uh based on just dry hop zwickle, what are you expecting? Because I don't even know what to expect based off that name. Yeah, it's kind of like somewhere in between. You know, when I think of a Zwickle beer, it's, it's you know, I think of maybe not as malt pronounced. Merzen, Vienna, kind of live in that world a little bit. Like a nice malt forward uh, lager, but nothing super crazy. 
Um, definitely going to be darker than, say, a Hellas, a pale lager. It is It is almost like... It's got a slight copper look to it. Orangey copper, yeah. amber color. Almost like an old school IPA color. Now, I'm excited for this because it's the Deschutes collab with Bitburger. I think that's really cool that they get to do this every year. I mean, I think, think, you know, think if you're, you know, if you're Scott at, at Deschutes and it's like, well, what are you doing next week? And it's like, well, I got to fly to Germany. Oh, cool. What are you doing? I got to collab with the Bitburger guys. <laughs> you're like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> um, my Good ner- luck. Don't screw it up. My nerves with this. And it's my nerves with all foreign imported beers. Mm-hmm. Is is it still good? Right. If the dates on the bottom are what they are, this was brewed four and a half months ago. Right. Or four months ago flat. Right. Now, this is not a style that necessarily relies on the one month, two month rule that we sure. like to use. It's got in this a large podcast. shelf life to it. Uh, they say it's going to be good until 2024, which seems insane to me. But. It is always the nerves that come with these beers is, are you going to get oxidization and are you going to get off flavors because they've been shipped across the world, they've probably changed temperatures 60 times, and then they wind up on your store shelf. So excited because it's a really cool opportunity for a local brewery and nervous because, well, it's foreign. I love that we have a local brewery that's like a top 15 largest producing brewery in america yeah I know. independently owned and I we still say. we still consider it local right i know we're just like oh those guys down there oh yeah those guys are good yeah they make good beer yeah we probably take them for granted a little bit too Without much a doubt, we take them for granted but it's okay we take everybody for granted you know if you if you live in decorah iowa like you would take a six-month-old frame ipa because it might be better than anything going on out there no shot at iowa that was just a random random thing that's probably like, a fair choice. But like though. we get we get spoiled, you know, when you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, man, this batch of pallet jacks not my favorite. <laughs> you know, I like sticky hands out about 13 days instead of six. I'm sitting here like the tough love from Crux this year just wasn't just my didn't favorite. Quite hit it. Great barrel quality and a good cherry flavor, but I love their molasses forward ones. Yeah, last year was definitely better. We are such a holes. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> Um, All right, well, what do you think of the beer? Uh, the answer to your question, Mike, is, boy, this beer tastes like it's been on a boat and four months old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very similarly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm trying you, to... You immediately on the nose got the, like, yeah, slightly up, sour, like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, um, I, I'm trying to, like, peel those layers back. Because you know that's not the brewer. It's, sure. It's the shipping. Sure. Peeling those layers back. I think this concept of this beer is really cool. Uh, I think I think if you are in Germany right now at Bitburger and they have some kegs on draft, uh, this beer might be pretty cool, even at four months old. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's the four months that are a problem. I think it's that it's been on a boat. Yeah. Might have stopped at the Suez Canal for a little bit. You know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, I will say the flavor I'm getting in between the off flavor. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah, it, I think it's got cool hop character. I really like the malt profile in it, too, if it just wasn't kind of, you know, oxidized malt. Yeah. It, it It's balanced. There is a sweetness to it that I appreciate. The aroma is so brutal. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm unsure if the slight banana I'm getting is the bad banana or the good banana. It might be. It's probably the bad banana. Okay. Because we've talked about banana runts being bad. 
But also in some of these German and or Belgian style beers, banana flavor is not bad. I would not expect a dry hop Zwickle to have banana flavor in it. Okay. I do think this can is really sexy. Yeah, it's cool. I do think it stands out really nice. But yeah, this beer is old. Yeah. I feel like on a side note with Bitburger, um, it's funny because they're one of the biggest breweries in the world. You know, one of the most famous breweries out of Germany. Uh, and I feel like they're more famous for their non-alcoholic beer. Really? Their actual beer in America. I know nothing about Bitburger. In, in America, the Bitburger non-alcoholic is like cream of the crop. It's like one of the best because in Germany, you know, and I'm I'm like paraphrasing and totally bastardizing this, but in Germany, I hear all the time that you know they're like me. They want to drink beer all day, so they'll drink, you know, a beer that has alcohol, and then they'll drink a non-alcoholic beer. And then they'll drink an alcoholic beer and then a non-alcoholic. They go back and forth. Right. At least people that I know that are from the area that go to Germany, they always come back and they're like, yeah, we drink all day. And I'm like, aren't you just hammering? They're like, no, we drink a beer and then we drink an N.A. And then we drink a beer and then we drink an N.A. So, like, the N.A. culture over there is huge. That's fascinating. Because they just want to drink beer all day. And that's why, like... We've had the the hilarious NA episode that everybody gets a kick out of. And that's why I'm pushing this. I like really want American craft brewers to find a way to make a non-alcoholic beer that doesn't taste like rice-fueled hop water. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to drink all day. That's why I love session IPAs. You know, because I love hop character, but if you keep me at 4.8, like I'm a happy guy, I can have four beers. So I'm not a drinker who drinks like that. So for me, the NA is right out. I'm not going to. Well, yeah, you're like, oh, that stout's 8.6. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll have that now. Do you have anything over nine? <laughs> I'll have that in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just not how I consume beer. So for me, the NA stuff is like, <clears throat> yeah, whatever. It's, right. not, it's not my thing, but I get it. It does make sense. Well, well I don't eat. I don't eat food, so beer gives me calories. <laughs> right. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. you sustain. That's your how life. I sustain life. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Dry Hop Zwickle, the Bitburger Deschutes collab. Deschutes won the contest to get to do it with them this past year. Such a cool honor. Uh, really wish it wasn't old and shipped <laughs> on a boat because I think the underlying beer here is quite tasty. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's on a boat to a train to another train to another truck. Yeah, to a truck. To a cold box and then onto a truck and then not a cold box. Yeah. 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 Inconsistent. But this leads us into a next great week. conversation for next week. Yes, this leads us into next week's topic. Unless, of course, uh, Patrick does find the Pliny and the Sticky Hands. Uh, we'll push this off in two weeks from now. But the topic is maybe it's more of a question. Is there a way to make it so that the beers that get here? from across the globe aren't so rough. <laughs> and we'll try to figure that out next week. Uh, thanks so much for listening this week, guys. Instagram.com slash beers and us, like Patrick talked about earlier. Uh, DM us there. Let us know if you care about metals or not, if that changes how you view a brewery, brewery or changes how often you would go to a brewery. And uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, download the podcast wherever you find us. It helps us out. And yeah, is that it? I think that's it. Well, we'll see you next week. Keep safe.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.